0: episode 96 of the drive-by podcast is brought to you by berchichi.ca the italian specialty store offering imported cheeses meats olive oils all direct from italy thousands of other great products you could order online today by clicking on the link wherever you get this podcast it's underlined below you'll see it ica berchichi.ca This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Hey, what's going on? Thursday edition of The Pod. Freeway Frank. Hope you're in top shape. Feeling great. And before kick off the podcast this week some quick news on the future of the drive-by podcast so some big things are on the forefront that will be bringing this podcast to the next level and to do what I want this podcast to achieve basically I need to take this next step so it's exciting can't wait to share the news wait wait Frank you're gonna bring that up and then not tell people which are talking about cats not out of the bag yet I don't want to mention it yet because if I do I might jinx it and as I said Rome wasn't built in a day I've talked about this on the podcast before so uh, I'm gonna wait to divulge any other news However, I want people to know, people who are dedicated to the drive-by, and I get tons of messages, and I see the downloads and stream numbers, that these things that I'll be doing can only improve this podcast. And I think for it to hit the next level, this has to be done. And these, these things that I'm working on need to, need to happen. So I'll leave it at that. And before I get to actually starting this episode of the podcast, I, by the way, I'm just staring at four discs right now. Discs of what? Okay, well, these discs... Our 4K recording disc, 4K quality visual recording disc for my my cameras here in the podcast room, which, by the way, only come on, only turn on when I have guests on. Because nobody, who cares about seeing me visually doing this? I mean, I, I think the whole, I talked about this tons of times before the whole theater of the mind is the best and not being able to see me not being able to see my visual expressions uh, imagining me as a six-foot-four blonde uh, Hulk uh, good-looking uh, you know muscular guy why not if, if that's what tickles your fancy uh, it's, it's better sometimes not to see the person and I've worked in radio so many years and one of the things I loved is the mystery behind not seeing people and now of course where we're at in, in, in the world The visuals are important and you have to see everybody you see everybody and their uncle and aunt now on everybody has their own channel everybody is putting their their face up their ass up their uh their hoochie up so you know how it works so why not me and those will return when i have more intriguing people to show on my podcast but anyway i have these these discs in front of me and they're drying out why are they drying out because idiot frank that's me by the way put these four discs in my pocket When I was visiting my editor, because I was working on something, so where do I put these four discs? By the way, they're so small, uh, like they're they're um, tiny. Okay, to think of where we came from with VHS and Beta and cassettes and all that. These things are literally the size uh, of—they're actually smaller than the size of my thumb. Okay, you know what they say: big fingers, big feet. So I put them in my pocket in these little—you know—made for these discs, little Ziploc bags where you you tighten the bags. Thankfully, you would think they were all wrapped and closed properly, right? And then where did I put them? Oh, yeah. Well, I put my laundry in the washer and didn't realize they were in. So they went through a uh, power wash. And then I didn't realize I transferred them all in the dryer until I started hearing, you know, sometimes your, your dryer's running and your tick, tock, tick, things smashing. Sometimes it could be the zipper on a hoodie or your pants, or a button, metal button on your jeans, whatever that's hitting the side. or sometimes it could be loose change. Okay, what, what, what am I hearing here? Let me, let me go remove this this change. even my, my wife was getting annoyed. Why is it so loud? And then I go check, and it's the four discs. Three of them were out of the plastic. One may have been saved, but then I write to my my editor and tell him, so what happens if uh, I put these discs in the washer? He goes, why were you washing the discs and drying them? I accidentally put them in the washer and dryer. He goes, okay, you might want to lay them out and uh, make sure they dry fully and then try using them, but I wouldn't record anything uh, anymore on them just in case they've been damaged. Okay, so that's $320, by the way, uh, damaged right there, right off the top. Okay, so uh, that's the kind of mood that I'm in. To start this podcast, you know when you know you've just ruined something and now you have to pay for something that you just carelessly, because you weren't thinking properly or you you didn't, now it's going to cost you out of pocket. I'm sure other people have put stuff in in their laundry only to find it later and it was ruined. But what could you really ruin besides the clothes, right? If you have gum in your laundry, I could see it. If it's in those wrappers, those paper wrappers, damaging your clothes. I've done that. Oh, I've done that one before. Change stuff like that. Pieces of paper maybe you may have needed that were washed away uh, in the laundry. But these discs, this is bad. This is $320 of damage. And that's going to come out of my pocket because I didn't empty my pockets. And I always do. So let's get to the podcast now. What? This wasn't part of the podcast. No, I just wasted. uh, Wasted? It's never a waste. It's just uh, like a soliloquy. It's me talking. Uh, Six minutes on this. So if if it does anything, I hope what it does is remind you to remove everything from your pockets. Okay, let's go. I don't mean to depress you to start, but uh, to start (laughs) seven minutes into this. But Canadian drinking guidelines, the new ones are out. And get this, more than two alcoholic drinks per week is now bad for you. And it increased risks of cancer, stroke, and heart disease. Two! Think about this too. So what is an alcoholic drink? We know it's an ounce of vodka, gin, whatever your favorite hard drink is, rum, whatever, scotch, whiskey, or a glass of wine or a beer. So more than two now is bad for you. Now, look, we know alcohol is not great for your health, but what has changed that brought this from, remember when it was, I remember like like 2019, 2018-ish, and they had brought it down and it was, I think it was like 10 to 15 drinks per week. And I can't remember the breakdown. I know it was more for men, less for women. So then it went down to like eight to 10, then five to eight. It was like 10 to 15, even 15 to 20 at some point, then eight to 10, five to eight. Now it's down to two. Don't mean to depress you. Is this even realistic? And is it safe to say you have at least two drinks when you go out? Anytime during the week. I mean, chances are if you're not driving, maybe you're having even more than that. So, Two glasses of wine, two beers, two whiskeys, two shots of whatever you drink, tequila, a few times a week, then on the weekend, can you honestly tell me how it's gone down to two? What has triggered this? Personally, I think this has to be more fear-mongering. Now, again, I say I know smoking is bad for you, excessive drinking is bad. It's all bad, but... There are benefits to drinking in moderation, like a glass of wine or uh, even drinks like scotch or whiskey, they say, uh, have benefits if you drink them in moderation, which I'm going to get to in a sec. But so anyway, 75% of Canadians, so three quarters of Canadians react to this coming out, (laughs) I even posted some videos on my uh, stories on Instagram. One guy freaking out in Ontario somewhere. <laughs> He's saying he has like six beers a day or getting it down to two is going to be almost impossible. So according to uh, the, this recent poll, Canadians, most Canadians, 75% say they're going to look the other way when it comes to this research and continue drinking like they always have. So if I look at my personal drinking habits, and while I do this, Think of yours, okay, as I talk about this. Think of yours right now. I may have a glass of wine during the week. If I'm out for dinner, there's at least one drink. If I'm driving, that's pretty much it. But th- then there, there's, you know, there's no doubt, by the way, that my drinking has declined from years past. So I know that summer's around the corner, and I'm just being honest here. The drinking goes up during the summer. So right now, I look down, I have, I have no real gut right now, looking pretty good, but those beers are about to make a comeback this summer, and I know what that means. The hotter the weather is, the more beers I have, and the more terraces, as we say here in Quebec, patios in the rest of the world, uh, happy hours, cassettes, as we say here in Quebec, return, like outdoor happy hours, uh, the more people are going to be drinking, it's normal. Considering all the wine that my wife and I used to have back in the day when at least I was younger, there's no doubt we ended that a long time ago because we realized uh, this is not good. And I know this might come to a shock to some people here who are in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 20s going, well, hang on a second. I have uh, you know two, three bottles of wine a week. I open two, three bottles of wine. I don't, but you might. So I don't want to alarm anybody, but... On weekends, I like to have a few drinks. So if let's break it down. Last weekend, I had two drinks on Thursday, four on Friday, one on Saturday, and two on Sunday. So that's a total of nine. A year ago, about a year, year and a half ago, that was okay. And pretty much the norm. But now I'm seven over. So I know I may have said those numbers to you now and you're calculating in your mind and and let's be honest there's a lot of people listening to this right now and saying oh wait that they're at 15 20 25 drinks let's be honest with yourself be very honest even if you have 2 3 glasses of wine some people have it every day every second night uh, that's a lot let's talk about for a second here let me let me turn this around and say the benefits of whiskey and scotch by the way I don't mean excessively drinking any of these things, including wine. I mean, one or two a week. Here's some background. Scotch whiskey was first developed in Scotland, Ireland, and and in Gaelic, back in the 16th century, I I did my research to justify the drinking and the madness. In Gaelic, it means water of life. My favorite drink, which is scotch, water of life. Now, back in the 16th century, they sold whiskey to... This is a fact. Slow aging, at least this is what they said, cure congestion and relieve joint pain. And in the United States, doctors, believe it or not, prescribed whiskey during prohibition. And what did they prescribe it for? To treat pneumonia, high blood pressure and tuberculosis. Mind you, the same doctors in the 1950s were saying cigarettes are good for you. Remember those ads? Try the camels, try these Marlboros, or the Lucky Strikes. Four out of five doctors recommend more smoking, (laughs) and it's good for your health. So after some more research about whiskey and scotch, it does have high levels of polyphenols, which are plant-based antioxidants which lowers your risk of heart disease. And it's the same thing with wine. Wine has antioxidants too, red wine especially. Scotch and whiskey is hard to enjoy unless you get a taste for it. Certain palates, it's not for everybody. Some people will try scotch whiskey and it's disgusting. If you don't drink the right scotch whiskeys, in my opinion, because I remember I used to drink back when I was younger, the wrong type of whiskey or scotch, the the... I would rather spend a tiny bit more now and buy the real good scotch and make the experience a lot better. It's the same thing with wine, right? Better wine you drink, better scotches, whiskeys you drink, the better the experience. When you're drinking it just to get drunk, which we did when we were younger, completely different. So what does this help with? It helps clear bad cholesterol and uh, triglycerides that can clog your arteries. And it also helps to clear mucus. It widens your blood vessels. It can help with a cold, coughing, or wheezing. And now looking back, I remember when I had a toothache. Sometimes I had a cavity that was hurting and I was young and my grandmother, my uh, nonna used to give me a uh, whiskey. No joke. It was the lucky star. It was it a lucky star? Lucky five? I-, I can't remember what it was called. And It was literally a tiny spoon uh, full that she would put on my tooth and the pain would go away. So there. <laughs> Do as you wish with this misinformation. See what I did there? Misinformation. Yeah. Also get this, the SAQ, which is the liquor commission here in Quebec, they're going to be eliminating their cold drinks in their stores now. So they're, they're, cold bottles that they, it's mostly white wines that they have in there. Some beers. They plan to move the majority of of refrigerators uh, from their stores across the province, and they're doing this to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So, aha, there you go. Climate change. Gotcha. So maybe it's climate change that has triggered the weekly drinks to go down, the guidelines to go down to two drinks. That's possible. All this, and that's the conclusion, it's climate change. Like everything else, hey. It's climate change. Cheers. Anyone catch Drew Barrymore's kneeling moment with a trans woman and activist, Dylan uh, Mulvaney, by the way. Dylan was on with Drew Barrymore this week. And uh, it's very telling where we are in 2023 and how, in my opinion, society is doomed. If you missed it, I'm going to play it back and then I'm going to describe exactly what happened on the show so drew barrymore is wearing a suit kneels before this trans woman who's in a dress so look i'm not religious i always say this but you know science is important to me well uh, real science Uh, not the one we've been experiencing recently by the way (laughs) now we all have dna we all have specific chromosomes and there's no amount of surgery whichever way you look at it alteration that can change that now I get that some people they just don't identify with the gender they are or who they are. I get it, I really do. But as much as you can transition, and I get it's better for that person's mental health and personal being. But facts are facts, and this is what I'm getting at when I bring this up on the podcast. I'm not trying to not be inclusive. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to say yes, this does exist. Yes, I do get the people. Don't feel that they identify with the gender that they are. I get it. I don't understand how you can deny biology. It's one thing to say, okay, you've transitioned. One thing to say you now identify as this. But it's another thing to try to convince most of humanity that what you have done is, okay, maybe good for you, but it's not necessarily right in the eyes of everybody. And you can't force people to accept what you've done. Now, I accept, I'm saying this honest. I accept people who transition from one sex to And I know that bothers some people when I say this. So some people say, oh, Frank, uh, that's the liberal in you. Okay, well, look, yeah. But I'm all for freedom and people doing what they want. Do whatever the hell you want. Transition. Here's what I accept. I accept somebody transitioning and being something else i don't accept some of the things that come with it the trans women who now are competing against in women's sports now using uh women's washrooms when there's little kids in there especially and that i don't accept there are just things that i'll accept but then when you push the agenda to where the agenda has been pushed i say whoa 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 slow down now it's crossed the line again the feminists have been staying quiet as they have welcomed over these men who are now women. Tell me if it's me and people who think like like I do that have lost their minds or has Hollywood, has people like Drew Barrymore and these people who have transitions lost theirs. Now, this is Dylan Mulvaney, a huge trans TikTok star. She's doing the interview. They're both sitting down, as I said. She's in a suit, Drew Barrymore. He's in a dress or she's in a dress now. And then they both transition, no pun intended, uh, on the floor, where they're both holding each other and consoling each other in this cringy, bizarre exchange, and, and I'll listen to this. Thank you, everybody, for that support, and I can't imagine anybody disliking you. Oh, please. Do you know, do you want to know, ironically, who uh, dislikes me the most sometimes? Who? Myself. Oh, me too. Oh, And, but, I guess, you know, you've asked me now, like. You've asked me, like, what I would do to combat the hate, right? Yeah. But what do you do? Okay, that's a great question. And people like Drew Barrymore are only adding insult to injury, which women, by the way, have suffered for so long, have suffered uh, for gender inequality, their women's rights, uh, in my opinion now, is being thrown away because the this trans movement has be, has become what it has become. It has come at the expense of women's rights. So it isn't the fact that Dylan Mulvaney dresses like a woman that I have a problem with. It isn't the fact that Drew Barrymore is saying that she's being inclusive and we should all understand what these people are go- going through. I get that. But it's the fact that this Dylan Mulvaney... Ends up dressing like if you see the video, she's dressed like a Barbie doll, which goes, by the way, against every stereotype women have been trying to eliminate for decades. And now Drew is there wearing a suit and on her knees, consoling the Barbie doll who used to be a man who's technically still is biologically. And you're watching this and you're and, you know, the camera goes back to the audience and it's all women. And women are applauding, and it's, it's amazing, and it's incredible, and I'm looking at this, and weren't these the same women that during the Me Too movement were saying, I am woman, it's time we, we bring down these cruel men, like the Weinsteins and the Epsteins, all these people that, you know, the Me Too movement when it came out in 2018 was, was absolutely necessary to bring to light what was happening. All this happens, and then now, this This is how now we, this is the direction that women are allowing this to go towards. This is the direction. And they're not saying anything? Come on. That's the shocker to me. That's what I don't get. When I'm listening to this, when I'm seeing these pictures, I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? Am I the only person here? But the thing that that I truly don't get is how women are not saying anything. It's the most vocal and the strongest of women I know are just not talking. They're not saying anything. They're allowing this to happen like it's okay. It's business as usual. I just, it's it's just shocking to me because I speak to a lot of women and they have a whole lot of stuff to say when I'm speaking, you know, when we're behind the scenes, in other words, the microphone is, our tape's not rolling, the microphone's not on. They're saying a lot of things. It's a lot of the women that are all for, I'm every woman and uh, empowerment and et cetera, et cetera. But they're not saying it anywhere else or on their social media. It's almost like they're scared to go down that road. And so they submit because I think it's a submission. And they allow this movement to gain the popularity that it has. And uh, it's out of control. And that's where I'll leave it at. Episode 96 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berchici.ca. Order Italy's finest products direct to your home by going on their online store right now. You could browse the thousands of incredible and delicious items, cheeses, Deli, pastas, olive oils, balsamic vinegars, drinks, coffee, biscotti. They have it all. Every product imaginable from Italy. Fill up your virtual shopping cart and have the items shipped anywhere in Canada. Why wait to stuff your luggage the next time you visit Italy? You know, people do that. They, they, I'm bringing this back. I'm bringing this back. Why? When you could grab these items right now and shop and order online at berchichi.ca. That's B-E-R-C-H-I-C-I dot C-A. It's Canada's Italian specialty store. Our Prime Minister uh, JT, Justin Timberlake, like I like to call him, uh, Justin Trudeau, has announced a special rapporteur who has been announced is the former Governor General David Johnson, and it's a uh, family friend of the Trudeau's. This guy's been around the Trudeau family forever. Can you imagine? By the way, you were being investigated for something, and a friend of yours was the judge, or uh, somebody in the jury was somebody you knew. Uh, there's no way uh, th- this would happen. They would let it happen. You know, the the judge, the the a member of the jury whomever is running the inquiry, we're not; uh, they wouldn't deem it normal to go on with the investigation or with the trial, whatever's happening, because it's a conflict of interest. So I don't know if you've ever been called to jury duty, by the way. I was called for jury duty years ago when I was living in Vancouver. And so they ask you right away when they call you down to the court of any possible conflict of interest. You hear about this case do you know anybody involved in this case? And then they ask you, one of the first questions they ask you is, what do you do for a living? And I never wanted to participate in, even though it's, a, it's your civic duty. I was like, you know, they, they pay, it's shit money. It could take months, by the way, you get sequestered. It's, it's not fun. Now, if you've been called for jury duty, you know. I've heard many people who were part of juries that said, no, not fun at all. They asked me, what do I do for a living? And everyone who told me in the past, if you ever get called for jury duty, once you tell them you work in media, that's it. So I said, I'm a radio host. And it it ended almost immediately as it began. I'm a radio host. "Eh," Buzzer goes off right away. Not something I really want to be a part of. Anyway, getting back to that. So can you imagine you're being investigated for something, but then uh, you have people uh, on the inside that are on your side. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And now the, the opposition in the House of Commons is, is uh, freaking out. They're dismissing the uh, newly appointed rapporteur. It should never have been on the Trudeau radar. And for it to be a proper inquiry, it needs to be a public inquiry. You can't have a family friend of the prime minister investigating election interference, which which makes total sense. But with Trudeau, nothing makes sense. No, nothing ever has Didn't it make you, when you heard about this, didn't it make you laugh out loud? Because I was like, immediately when I heard, I was like, what? And you knew it was happening. And just about a week or two ago, liberals were saying that conservatives would be looking at anyone that Trudeau appointed and trying to make a case against why that person shouldn't be appointed the lead rapporteur. What we were all saying at the time is he's going to definitely choose somebody that benefits him. Cause that's what trudeau does and that's exactly what he did this is laughable this is a joke and it's it's a farce and it's making our our government and our government institutions into this daily comedy show it really is it's a sitcom if you do any research back in the day their cottages were next to each other when his dad was around and alive and he's a reputable guy he's a good enough guy he was a governor general and actually if i'm not mistaken appointed Under the Stephen Harper uh, conservatives back when Stephen Harper was a prime minister. So, look, I'm not saying this guy's a bad person, but I'm saying it's just a conflict of interest. And Trudeau should know better than be appointing people that he has connections with or relations with. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Nothing seems to be normal anymore in this life. It just seems everything is happening. It's like, what? (laughs) Every day? You you turn on I don't turn on the news, but you you know, you turn on the or you bring up the next page or webpage tweet person that you follow that, that has that is a reputable source and you read what you read and you go, What is going on here? He's making a farce out of this this whole process. He's making a farce out of the government, as I said, this should never have happened. This guy's got nine lives. I think he's on his 10th or 11th. He's like a cat. He's like a cat. Episode 96 of the drive-by is sponsored by the number one Italian specialty store in Canada, Berkici and their online store at berkici.ca. Order the finest Italian products online anytime and deliver to your home. Wherever you might be listening, Berkici does deliver coast-to-coast in Canada. For the best of the best, order today at berkici.ca. If you get a chance and you think this episode got you excited, gave you the tingles, five-star on Spotify, review or comment on Apple. And I thank you very much for listening this week and hope you can join me again for two more next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank.